0: Sometimes you got to think like a lady. Think like a lady.
1: Think like a lady. Think like a lady. Think like a lady. And act like a boss. Welcome to Think Like a Lady. You can follow us on Twitter at Think underscore or on Facebook at Think Like a Lady podcast, as well as on Instagram at Think Like a Lady underscore podcast. We're available to listen to on all the major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just Ask Amazon Alexa. Welcome back to Think Like a Lady. This is Afro's. And this is Dua. So we're finally here with season two of Think Like a Lady. So it's been a while,
0: huh? (laughs) It has been a while. Yeah. And we're also entering Ramadan, which is cool. Which is like the perfect time for this. Yeah, I completely
1: agree. I was really excited about it. I know. We've been putting off this episode for a while, simply because life keeps getting in the way. But I'm finally glad uh, we've uh, launched it and so today's episode is about the quantum physics of islam yay how exciting
0: <laughs>
1: it sounds really
0: boring but it's actually quite interesting i'm excited it's the
1: most exactly it's the most fascinating thing ever and i feel like if people knew i mean given it's all very theoretical right it's hard to prove but exploring these theories is very fun no yes yes so, Du'a, you know me. You know that I firmly believe that Islam and science are married at the hip. Yes. And um, things that we tend to think are divine could have a very scientific explanation because at the end of the day, um, Allah is the one who invented science, no? Yes, of course. Right? And, but then there are people who have that mindset that um, religion and science are two separate things and if science and religion contradict one another then you go with religion
0: well actually i don't think no i don't think it's a matter of them contradicting each other right i actually i don't think that there are things in science that contradict mm-hmm. like things that are said in the quran i think it's just a matter of of like oh there are things of how far our understanding well, goes well that but it's basically. like maybe there are things that haven't yet been proven by science does that make sense so it's like for example like you know they it, it was very recent that they discovered um you know like the different layers of the ap- the atmosphere right <laughs> the stratosphere the lithosphere right, and, and all that stuff, it's yeah. like very recent that they discovered the different layers under the ocean as well right it's it's very recent that they discovered mm-hmm. the different um, l- l- the different levels of darkness or the different protections of a baby, right, right in the womb, right. So it's like it's like these things were mm-hmm. already in the Quran, but science didn't, uh, couldn't like corroborate it until, like the te- you know technology advanced and then it was able to corroborate it like later. Twentieth century, so, exactly. Much, so maybe yeah. it, I I I wouldn't personally say it's a matter of like oh they they contradict each other. I would just say like. Okay, maybe there are things that science has science haven't proven uh, hasn't proven yet because we haven't our technology hasn't advanced that far yet, but it will prove at some point, right?
1: Right. And I totally agree. Um so I think you and I are on the same page. There's there's so many things I want to touch on, okay? There's something called the law of conservation mass. Do you remember studying that in physics? Yes. So, basically the law of conservation mass says Energy is neither created or destroyed. It is just converted from one version to another. So, like, for example, you have water, right? Um, water never just disappears. It'll either always exist in a gas form then, or convert, be converted into a liquid form or... Solid. <laughs> or in a solid yeah. form in terms of ice, yeah. Right? So, same thing with, you know, just life in general, right? When we die... We, our bodies just don't disappear. They become a part of the earth. They, you know, disintegrate over time. Our bodies eventually become break down into several components like petroleum, um, nitrogen, um, and, you know, the whole decay factor is just like, you know, then, like, for example, the fertilizer that we use to harvest plants and foods and stuff. That has animal stuff in it, right? right? It has nitrogen in it. And that came from the breakdown of dead animals. Exactly. The petroleum you put in your car is basically dead dinosaur juice. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and the plastics, you know, right? It's not just pet- petroleum. It's like, that's what is used to make all plastics. Yeah, so plastic. A lot, everything that we use is a different form of energy, isn't it?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. So I, I have this belief when we die, our souls are kind of like um, they travel through dimensions, kind of like the law of conservation mass, right? Right. So our souls may no longer uh, exist in this uh, dimension, but they will travel to another dimension. Of course. Whether that's purgatory or heaven or hell or what have you, right? So, and what I mean by this is, think of like, you know how we think of the universe that has inside the universe you have several galaxies and you and within those galaxies you have planets and stars and just all these things, right? All this right. matter. Well, zoom out even bigger than the universe. There's something even bigger than that, and that is just all of existence. And within all of existence, you have several dimensions, right? And then within those dimensions, you have several universes. And then within those universes, you have several, um, you know, galaxies. And, you know, you see what I mean? Like, now you're you're even zooming farther out. Right. So, this brings me to something called string theory. Have you heard of string theory? You should probably explain it
0: for those who haven't.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to explain this in the simplest and most layman's terms possible. When it comes to quantum physics, it's basically like it's the study of matter, right? Whether you're studying matter at a macro level, right? So matter in terms of the universe, or at a micro level, whether we're you know whether it's a proton, an electron, or a neutron. And there's particles even smaller than that, like like a graviton, right? So string theory is relevant on a micro and macro level. So. Basically, if you try to get to the lowest level of quantum physics, inside of a neutron you have something called quarks, right? But the buck stops there. It doesn't get any smaller than that, right? Or at least we theorize this. And these tiny little quarks in the neutron are made up of further matter, but this time string theory comes in, right? So instead of drilling further down to even smaller matter, String theory says there is a little filament in this cork, a string-like filament. So why is this important? And you see where the name string theory comes from, right? hmm So I'll give you an example. If you take a string on a violin, for example, and if you were to pluck the string on the violin, the vibrations of it produces a sound, right? Yes. But But what is sound? Like, if I told you, what is sound? Like, what is it? It's frequency, I guess. It's actually... Um, subatomic particles that are resonating from the violin string that are crashing into one another and then radiating further outward until it reaches your ear. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's ex- that's what sound is, right? So yeah, it's
0: like a vibration. Yeah, yeah. It makes yeah, yeah,
1: sense. yeah. So, it's like these tiny little subatomic particles that we cannot see are crashing into each other. Right. So, back to the example of the string-like filmus that are inside the cork of a neutron, when these filaments vibrate, these string filaments, when they vibrate, they don't produce a musical node. Rather, they produce the particles themselves. Now pay, pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you, right? So remember earlier I said quantum physics is all about size. I, it can go from the macro level in terms of the universe to a micro level in terms of the proton. Mm -hmm. in physics microcosms and macrocosms look very similar so i'll give you an example right on a microcosmic level your veins branch out in different directions Mm -hmm. at a macro level tree branches also split in different directions Mm -hmm. and veins the veins inside your body and tree branches are actually very similar Essentially, trees and forests are similar to the human circulatory system in that they both branch out and deliver oxygen. Our circulatory system is the highway that delivers oxygen to our cells, our organs, our muscles. And forests and other plant life deliver oxygen to the far reaches of the earth. So how does this tie into string theory? It's the same macro to micro comparison. On the mo- molecular level... The string filaments vibrate and produce matter. On an astrophysical level, they produce whole dimensions in universes. We're basically in a string matrix, right? They're, they're kind of tangential. Some of the nodes are laying on top of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of In the exact same fashion in which you have the string-like filaments inside of the cork of a neutron, Um expand that out in terms of all of reality right Mm -hmm. you have a matrix of a string they're adjacent some of them are parallel um and some of them are crisscross what have you right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is my theory we're adjacent to a string that is heaven and we're adjacent to a string that is hell and purgatory as well. Kind of like when we die. we You know how we say in Islam, like, when you die, you're still somehow attached to your grave. That's another string, or rather a dimension. String, dimension, I want to say, are interchangeable words in this conversation. And this dimension is right in front of us. It's just, where we can't see it. Like, we can... Mm-hmm. It's right in...
0: F- it's like, overlaid on top of us.
1: Yeah. Right? So, you know, which... Going back to the law of conservation mass, right? So in this entire string matrix, our soul does not just dissipate in this universe or in this dimension. Rather, it just travels to a different dimension. So I find this interesting because um, string theory is a phenomenon that can explain so many things that we don't have answers to. For our Muslim listeners here, um, they know what jinns are, but uh, for our non-Muslim listeners, you know, when God created the heavens and the earth and uh, all of hell, he created three main types of beings, right? He created angels from light, he created humans from clay, and he created jinns from fire, right? From a smokeless fire. Jinns kind of share the same space as us, but they don't share the same dimension as us. Right. So me which means they can come into our dimension but we can't go into theirs. They can travel between our dimension and their dimension back and forth freely.
0: But we can't access theirs until its judgment. Well, um actually I I don't really know about that. I mean, I I think that people are able to access these other dimensions. I mean, you know, there are people who have talked about like, you know, you know having experiences that are like out of this dimension right and it's like okay well do do I am I somebody to say that those experiences aren't real because you know what I mean so I I don't really know but yeah I mean theoretically it's like you know they're able to access ours easily but, you know, maybe for us to access theirs is a little bit more complicated, but I do think it's possible. But that's just my opinion.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's, I, there are, and it's been proven in physics, there are dimensions in which, you know, it's like a one-way street. It's not a two-way street, you know. It's like it, matter from that dimension can, can come into this one, but it can't go in, in the opposite direction. And um, I guess these are very mind-boggling concepts because when we talk about string theory, we think of, like, you know, the universe and the grandeur of Allah, and we think of it in such a massive divine sense. And it is just that, but we then ignore the science aspect of it, and I truly, truly, truly believe that the divine can be explained by science, too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when it comes to heaven, um, I believe that this reality that we're living in is um, laying on top of the string that is the dimension of heaven, which is also adjacent to hell. And um, we're also adjacent to purgatory as well. That state we're in when we die and we're waiting in the grave. So I truly believe that. And um, I believe I mean like what's supposed to happen when we die right we die we're waiting in the grave for a while but our soul is like not in this earth but we're not in heaven or hell yet either we're just waiting
0: yeah but isn't I think that that's still a part of the because because you're being you still see the um like the angels right it's like you're you're still um if you've been a good person like you know you're obviously like you know enjoying your time in the grave with your family but if you're a uh not a good person then you are being punished right Mm -hmm. so it's like don't you see i mean maybe i'm wrong i have no idea but don't you see like the angels that are punishing you or i i have no idea but maybe that is a Maybe it's a completely separate dimension, but maybe it's a dimension that is a uh, part of like the jinn and angel kind of realm. I I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I mean, who knows? Cause doesn't the Quran say there are things that you will never know about? Yeah.
0: So maybe this is uh, yeah, one of those things. Yeah.
1: I still consider the science. I c- but the um shortfall is that we don't have the technology to prove it. So, that's just what what it is, but to me what kind of strikes me is um when when we die and our souls get separated from our bodies right we're in this limbo state that i also believe because there's several dimensions I, uh, I play here right you have like the jinn dimension you have that purgatory dimension when you're waiting in the grave then you got heaven, hell, hell, and, you know, the earth that we're in right now. Like, the reality that we're mm-hmm. in right now, right? But perhaps there's even more than this, That for all we right. know. Maybe this right. string-like matrix is so vast that we can't even, even fathom it. And right. um, there's this theory, I forget what it's called, but it basically says anything and everything that is possible um, will happen. Oh, it's called Occam's razor, right? Uh Right. So basically what it is, is it in its simplest explanation, if something can happen, it will happen eventually. So it's not a question of if, but when. So I'll give you an example. If an asteroid can hit the earth, eventually one day it will hit the
0: earth. Right, but you're talking about in this dimension or you're talking about like in any dimension? In any dimension, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if
1: something, like let's say in a different lifetime you if it could have happened in this life that you could have had like five children, right? Mm -hmm. There was that window of opportunity there, but somehow uh, your uh, life took a different path. It's like a decision tree, Mm -hmm. right? You have like five paths in front of you and you took path A, but B, C, and D didn't happen because you took path A, obviously, right? Well, path B occurs in a different dimension. Path C occurs in a different dimension. Path
0: D, but, you... but, yeah, yeah, but what I've I've heard this, but I what doesn't make sense with that, uh, like kind of theory, I guess, is that, um, if my soul, right, is in my body on this life, right, um, I mean, in this dimension, then, um if you're telling me that there's like another me in another dimension with another soul or it you know clearly can't be my soul because my soul's in this dimension right so then it's like well is that is that is that me you know what i'm saying it's like is is am i gonna be judged like that's the part that's confusing do you understand what i'm Mm -hmm. saying in that theory if that's a theory that's real or if it's something that you know exists or whatever then it's like all right, well, then why is it me that exists in another dimension? Why is it not just somebody completely different? Because it's clearly not my soul, so it's a different soul, mm-hmm. which means that they won't be judged the same way that I'm judged because they've done different things that I have. Then what's the purpose of me being in another dimension? You know what I'm saying? But
1: what if that other dimension has its own separate set of standards in its own Islam? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, yeah, yeah. scientists theorize that there's... Life on other planets, right? And that life is probably far more likely intelligent than ours. Because the Milky Way is considerably younger than other galaxies. Like, I think the Andromeda Galaxy is like 5 billion more years older than ours. And where the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. I don't even know how old the Milky Way is. Those intelligent beings on this other planet that we don't even know about probably have their own Islam. They probably had their own prophets. They don't even know what a Ka'aba is or who the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was. They probably don't know any of that. They probably have their own Quran. Right. 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 So yeah. they are probably abiding by a separate set of standards, right? That we don't even know about.
0: Right, but then yeah. Yeah. I mean that makes sense when you're talking about like different entities, right? Because they could be in a different dimension, which is why we think that other planets don't have life right because maybe they're not in a dimension that we can see right just like how maybe they can't if that is the case which i don't know but if that is the case then maybe they we're also in a dimension that they can't see so when they look at earth they think it's just like grass and water right um Mm -hmm. so it's possible that um that's the case i don't know but yeah i mean that makes sense when you're talking about like other entities but you know it yeah, it, just, it, it gets a little confusing when you say like, oh, well, there's another you that's in another dimension that had a different life. And it's like, well, no, that's not me because my soul is here, right? My soul can't be in two places at once.
1: No, 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 no. Okay, so let me clarify. No, no, I see what
0: you're saying too. I see what you're saying. No, no, no.
1: Okay, so I should really clarify. So when I said decision tree, right? Okay, so do you, okay, think of it this way. Think of like um, realities kind of like layered on top of each other right so you know how they say in islam there is um some things are preordained they're destined for you and some things you have free will yes it's a mixture of both yes but
0: no no but also your pre uh, uh, scholars say that your pre even your predestination can be changed
1: exactly based on what you what you do right and and your dua and yeah exactly. So in data science we have something called the decision tree. It looks like a tree, like right? If you know if um, if A happens, then take route B, C or D, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If B happens, then take route F, G and H or something, right? Mm-hmm. If it's that's what it looks like. It's like an if then scenario,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And it kind of lays out the whole trajectory. For if-then circumstances. If-this-then-that. Are you, are you feeling what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? What a decision tree is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yes. this is just my theory. I know it's a wild theory. It can't be proven. I mean, the most brilliant astrophysicists can't prove this. So, um, I believe that all of reality, all of the dimensions combined, are kind of like an if-then decision tree layered on top of each other, Right? Where it's a mixture Mm -hmm. of predestination and free will. And oftentimes free will changing your destiny as well. So if... Let's say in... You know, there was a window of opportunity in which you were supposed to take a job. Right? Mm -hmm. That window presented itself in all dimensions. And they were... Layered on top of each other. Right? So in the first dimension... That window of opportunity takes place. You didn't miss it. You took the job, right, in the first dimension. Mm-hmm. And but that's if it were to happen, right. And then in the second dimension, you miss the window of opportunity and you don't get the job, mm-hmm. right. In the third dimension, you you ignore the job and apply for a different job and you take that job instead, mm-hmm. right. So you have three different scenarios. Three of them could have occurred. There was possibility of all three of them happening, mm-hmm. right? And there are they occur in different dimensions, right? But the dimension in which you have free will, or rather, whatever happens in this dimension in which you have consciousness and free will, right? Mm-hmm. And you make dua for it, and that's influencing your actions. Um, path, the first path takes place but because a first path took place in the other two dimensions in which your cognition your consciousness and your free will is very loosely tied um the the other two paths occur in the other two dimensions so it's like these different deci- the decision tree is like layered on top of each other
0: no it it makes sense what you're saying but again it's like that doesn't really answer what i my question or what the thing that i'm confused
1: about i guess so there's like what i'm trying to say is there are dimensions that exist that don't necessarily have your soul in them they have the possibilities of events occurring
0: Uh, but then what's the purpose of the
1: dimension because it's string theory these it's layered on top of each other if something were to occur in this dimension then the opposite occurs in the other dimension in which there was that opportunity yeah but what what who like what's
0: the purpose of it like who do i ever see this i mean i know you don't have the answer to this question but like if that is the case right it's like well then what's the purpose of this do i ever see my life laid out before me had i taken this path like oh in this dimension you would have had this kind of life and then it's like when i'm up in the heavens i'm like oh that's really nice like that's cool to watch like watching a show you know like what's the purpose right
1: Actually, I think there is a purpose. Like, you know, when you die and they say, like, your whole life is, like, kind of shown before you. What if they show, um, if you had not made dua, if you had not done this, this is what would have
0: happened. And they show you that other dimension. I may, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, I know that they, basically, they hooked up, right? They've done, they've done, uh... Uh, what is it called tests on this right where they hooked up like in they they allowed people to die like in in while well, in in mri machine right so that they could scan their brain while they were in the process of dying mm-hmm, yeah. and they saw that like the brain like yeah, yeah. lights up and it just kind of the neurons and everything just goes crazy right like in those last few seconds of dying but for me i think that's a combination of two things i think it's I think the first thing is that, yeah, you see your life flashing before your eyes. Um, and then the second thing is that you're now entering the next dimension, right? You see the angels coming towards you, right? And 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 so your brain is um, kind of ba- basically like over, you know, over accelerating because it's experiencing something it's never experienced before. Um, and you're almost like between dimensions, right? And so then until obviously your brain then just goes kind of silent and and your soul has now left the body but um but it's interesting because i i think for i i've heard plenty of stories of people um you know like getting into like really bad accidents or you know like kind of near the near death experiences and they've experienced that like life flashing before their eyes kind of thing as well i i know that not everybody goes through it but i i i have heard that like pretty like i've heard that a lot and so yeah i mean it's interesting, but I'm not sure if it's like you're seeing like the potential of things you could have achieved. I don't know. I think it's mainly just like what you did, right? I mean, I have no idea. Like, obviously, you know, Allah knows um, and and one day we'll all come to know, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept say. But there's one thing I do want to bring up when it comes
1: to like dua, making prayer. I believe perhaps that kind of transcends dimensions. Right? Yeah, of course. Um, And so it can, um, perhaps anything can transcend dimensions. Anything that we say or feel or put out into the universe can transcend dimensions. Yeah, energy and everything, right? Right, anything. So, you know, I've heard people say, like, um, you know, they'll have a loved one in heaven. And they'll have dreams about their loved one. Right, and so I believe that's transcending between dimensions and kind of making it down to earth but they're in heaven maybe they're Shahid or something right
0: well actually it's the opposite right because it's like the, the we know that the, when you sleep your soul is able to leave the body right mm-hmm. so maybe it's not that these people are coming down to us maybe we're go, going to visit them in in you know, this other dimension that they're sitting in, waiting to enter heaven or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you.
1: And the reason I have like strong reason to believe that string theory explains Jannah and Jahannam, and um, you know, I don't know what the I just say purgatory, I don't know what it's called the state in which we just wait after we die,
0: limbo, they call it limbo, limbo. and <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um. I believe string theory explains it a lot because, and the reason why I believe Islam and science are married at the hip is, like, one thing I noticed in the Quran is when it talks about the seven skies, it talks about seven levels of everything, right? Right. There's seven levels of heaven, there's seven levels of earth, I mean, there's, and then there's seven levels of hell. Right. Right? Right. So, like, from the lowest to highest point, there's layers. There's the troposphere, the stratosphere, the mesosphere, the thermosphere, and the exosphere, right? So those are, like, layers of the sky. I think those are, like, one, two, three, four, five. But then, then you have, like, the lithosphere, which is, like, inside the Earth. And then there's, like, the other sphere, whatever it's called, where we're on top of the Earth. So that's, like, a total of seven. That's... Seven layers right there, and I thought that was really interesting. And once you, you know, exit the exosphere,
0: you're in space. Well, if everything's made in in pairs of seven, so it's probably like seven dimensions, right? Maybe I have no idea, I I really don't know, but maybe it's possible because
1: we know the earth has seven layers, but have but earth is a planet, heaven, like, is probably not a planet. It's probably a dimension, but what if heaven is several planets as well? Right. What if it's, you know, cause just like this dimension has several planets. What if that dimension is like, instead of, you know, planets, they have cubes or whatever, you know? i'm just like brainstorming here i have no idea because i don't imagine a dimension just being like straight
0: up land and people walking well you know what's interesting is that everything comes from somewhere right and at the end of the day it's like adam Mm -hmm. came from the heavens right he he was living in paradise and then Mm -hmm. he came down and so he the out of anyone that ever was on it on this earth it's like the only people who were in the heavens and, and came down were prophets, right? I mean the Prophet uh Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mm-hmm. also ascended to the heaven, right? And Musa I think was also no, was that later? I don't know, I don't remember. But I so so you've got it's like these stories were told, right? It's like Adam probably told the stories to his children of what uh, Adam and Hawa probably told the stories to their children what like paradise looked like right and same with the prophet you know and so it's like Mm -hmm. these these stories were being told of what paradise looks like and 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 this is something that was probably passed passed on and also we we have a general idea of what paradise looks like in the quran as well right it talks about like what we'll be wearing it talks about the 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 uh, palaces it talks about the the rivers right it talks about these things and so i mean it, it would be interesting i mean i haven't come across anything describing it as, like, another, you know, kind of similar universe to what we have here. I think it's something completely different, but I could be wrong. I mean, we're just, like, talking right now, you know? I I don't know, obviously, but but that's interesting. I mean, something that I found really interesting, you know, one time when you talked to me about this stuff before was, you mentioned, like, heaven being kind of the center string in in string theory, and you, you mentioned... Um, heaven being overlaid on top of our world and I find that really fascinating mm-hmm. because when you talk about there there are two rivers that we know are from the heavens that come to the earth which is the Nile River and isn't it mm-hmm. the Euphrates River as well Yeah, the and Euphrates, so yeah. The, it's because that concept of like oh how can that river be in heaven when heaven is like you know who knows how many light years away right it's in the sky somewhere and then how can that river mm-hmm. be in heaven and also on earth at the same time but when you explain to me that concept of like string theory and like heaven being that dimension of heaven being overlaid on top of us and and not only that but uh it being obviously something that we can't see but it's something that That concept of it being overlaid on top of us and then a river spilling from that dimension into our dimension like that makes so much more sense so when you had Mm -hmm. when you had said that to me i was really fascinated by that
1: right because i believe all of uh i believe heaven hell and earth and purgatory and whatever dimensions are relevant to our existence they're all adjacent to each other they're all overlaid on top of each other and which is why I believe like jinns can move in through dimensions right and so can angels and stuff like that there is a portal that they have access to that we don't have access to of course until we die and perhaps that's the same portal that the Euphrates and the Nile River came through yeah when we say time space continuum we say it in a very like a cliche way but these words have meaning right the Nile River is in the same space and Heaven is overlaid on top of that same space in which the Nile River is, right? So there's a Nile River here on Earth, and then there's a Nile River in Heaven. But in which it came from the Heaven to the Earth, that is what we call the continuum. Same space in both dimensions. It's the same, you know, structure of the Nile. Everything looks the same. It's in that region of the world, but Heaven is just overlaid. It's It's like you take two sheets and just put them on top of each other, right? So, and then you, and once you poke a pencil through the two sheets of paper, that's the continuum. Right. So let's actually talk about time for a second, right?
0: Because we know that time is different in the different dimensions and time is even different on, in our own dimension, right? It's like, we know the further you go out into space, like time is different.
1: Right. Right. Which is why we're referring to time, space, continuum. Time can bend. You can bend time. Like even in this dimension, you can bend time. So time is something you can touch. It's tangible. We humans can't touch it, but it bends in space. So what I mean by that is, so going back to the two sheets of paper example, right? Like you have one sheet of paper, which is earth, and then the second sheet of paper overlaid on top of it, which is heaven. And then you stick a pencil through both of them, and that's the continuum, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say you take the top sheet of paper, which is heaven and you bend it when you bend it the time in which it will take to get from an ant to t- walk from let's say one side of the paper to the other side of the paper will be longer than it will be for if it were just to walk on a flat sheet of paper
0: i think that time i think i've mentioned this to you before as well but i think time is an interesting concept because because when it's referred to uh, surah al Asr, right um it's it's re- time is referred to as like an entity it's not referred to as like you know some uh, you know abstract concept right some
1: abstract concept, exactly yeah.
0: it's referred to as an entity and it says like you know uh, kind of you know uh, it's it bears witness on time right which is interesting right. because mm-hmm what is the only thing that has been around this whole time, right? Since the beginning to the end, right? And it's actually time itself, right? Time itself has witnessed the people making the same mistakes over and over again, right? And, and the generations after generations falling into the same traps of shaitan, right? And it's actually time itself that is the only witness to this, right? And so it's interesting that time is referred mm-hmm. to as an entity um, as opposed to, yeah, like an abstract concept. Because it, it that within itself makes you view time very differently.
1: You know, this makes me think of like a movie with Nicolas Cage. I forget what the name of the movie was. But it was Nicolas Cage somehow has the power to see what will happen if he takes a certain... If he makes a certain decision. Before he makes a decision, he see visually sees in front of him decision A, decision B, and decision C, right? And then he sees all the possibilities or like the trajectory of where his life goes if he takes decision A. And he sees the destiny if he takes deci- the destiny associate- associated with decision A. Then he sees decision B and sees the destiny associated with decision B, like all the like the decision then branches off into like other several directions, right? And then he sees the destiny again with decision C. He he can kind of like jump the loop in that movie where he can, you know, make a decision and know beforehand what might happen, whereas most people can't, right? So I think that's kind of like what this life is, except we don't know right and when it comes to time in general um you know how they say like you know our time of death is written for us like no matter what like what decisions we take in life that is some, there's a finality to that i think those are one of those things when we have a decision tree decision a decision b decision c those it's one of those rare things that no matter what decision you take it's going to lead you to death
0: yeah, it's kind of like that Butterfly Effect movie, right? With uh Ashton Kutcher. It was like it was like certain things were meant to be a certain way, right? And no matter how many times he tried to change things to like make it better, like it was like he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't make things better. You know what I mean? He couldn't ever find like the end all be all solution to like a perfect life. You know, it was always you know, one decision that led to, like, this catastrophe Mm -hmm. of other things happening that he would be upset about. And so, um, and then, you know, in that movie, I think there was, like, i can't remember it's like he goes back to just being a child and then he decides to like not be friends with the girl right he just walks away and doesn't he's not friends with her i think that was the final ending but then they made an alternative ending where like he kills himself like he goes back to like being in the womb of his mother and he, he kills himself or something I, I don't remember but yeah so it's it's really that ultimate mm-hmm. you know the you know like you said that predestination of like certain things are meant to be um regardless and and certain things can yeah can be changed but but that's interesting i mean with with yeah it's it's a very yeah it's a very interesting concept i mean the whole thing is fascinating i think
1: i think the movie was called knowing now that i think about it cuz you're talking about the butterfly effect i think the movie was called knowing he kind of just like knew what might happen or maybe it was called next I forget, hold on, I don't know, it doesn't matter, it's either Knowing or Next, it's one of those two movies that he was in, and I. what you're saying is very interesting, because when it comes to some, there are certain things I do believe that are so final in life, that it doesn't matter what decision path you end up on, all roads will lead to
0: that. Yeah, like for example, an example of that would be the children that you have, right, because it's like, it was written for that soul to come to this earth, right? And so it's like, I believe at least a finite, uh, one of the finite ones is like, you know, the number of children that you have. It's be- and, and it's less so about you. It's actually more so about like, okay, it's this time for this soul to enter the earth now, you know?
1: I also think it's very interesting that you bring up souls because I believe we had a conversation with a friend of ours a few days ago about what our souls are doing before we're born. Yeah. yeah. And, how we, <laughs> and how we like have to like sign a contract or something or like what was the conversation? And I was just like, why did I agree to this life? Why?
0: No, it's basically like, we're all sitting in, um, I don't know what it's called, like Brzezik or something. And it's like the life of the souls, right? Or maybe that's the one that comes after. I don't remember. Anyway, it's like, we're all kind of basically in this realm of souls. And what happens is, is that like, while we're waiting there, like, we're all, you know, we're interacting with each other, we're communicating with each other. And some people say that like, when you and even the prophet said that when you meet somebody, and you feel like you know them, but you've never met them before, then there's a possibility that you know them from the previous, like, you know, dimension, I guess, right? Like before you even came to this world, your soul knew them in like before even coming down, your soul knew their soul, right? And so anyway, while we're up there, you know, we, we're watching, we're watching these people on earth, we're watching them make stupid mistakes, we're watching them, you know, uh, fall into shirk and haram and, you know, all of these things, and we're saying, like, oh, Allah, like, you know, let me come next, let me, let me, uh, you know, go down next, like, let me prove myself to you, like, I will be an honorable slave, like, I will dedicate myself to you, let me have my chance, right, and so, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we're waiting our time, we're waiting in line to come, down and, and then we come down. Right. And, and so there, are, I think it's five phases, right. That we go through five, um, uh, energy transfers or dimension transfers that we go through. So the first one is from there uh, into the, the womb, right? So the angel Gibriel will come down and he'll blow into the, 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 the soul, into the baby's body in the, in the womb of the mother. And so then we have our time in the mother's womb. And then um, the next transfer is into obviously the world, right, where we enter the world and we grow up and we spend our time. And then um, the next transfer is 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 death, right? Everybody must taste death. And so, um, and then the next uh, transfer is, uh, you know, obviously into. Um, uh in t- when we're raised up again right on the day of judgment and so but that's not death right because allah will blow uh, allah will have the angel blow the trumpet and then literally everything will cease to exist but we've already died so we won't taste death again we will just like basically disappear yeah and then um and then we're raised up again um for the day of judgment right with the second trumpet blowing so but it's interesting because um it's uh, you know something that i find fascinating is like all right if we if our souls were already um existing before we came into this earth then when we die is it like this is it like this like you know uh you know light bulb moment of like do you remember that like do you remember being a soul that before you came into this life like do you know um uh, do you remember what that um dimension was like you know what that environment was like maybe the other souls that you kicked it with like do you does all of that come kind of like flooding back in or is it that it's it doesn't come back to you because just like how you know when us being on this earth we don't know what happened prior right so is it just another um kind of passing on and we we don't know that we did those things you know or said those things or asked allah to come down and prove ourselves you know which is which is fascinating because i mean at some point it must maybe it maybe that maybe the first uh, place we were at and the last place which is the, the 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 judgment right and and finally you know either entering heaven or hell maybe those are the two times where we make the full connection right maybe all the other times in between are like just kind of you're just a travel traveler right you're just waiting for the time to go by to go to the next place so that's a really really interesting uh, concept i think because because i'm curious to know it's like you know also i'm curious to know that when when you die do you realize like oh my gosh like when you know uh when i did that the implications like when i committed that sin the implications like in not only this dimension but in the other dimensions as well as all the people i affected on the earth like these were the real implications that i didn't understand it's like do you all of a sudden like the moment that you die do you just all of a sudden get this like lens of pure clarity yeah it's like do you just understand everything because because i think that that would be interesting an interesting part of of your time in the grave right because if you're being punished and and you have no clarity and you don't even know what you're being punished for i mean that's pretty that would be pretty difficult right but if you have clarity and you're like holy shit i'm being punished because i treated all those people bad without even knowing it or whatever right then it's like then that makes Mm -hmm. more sense to me but you know obviously allah is the greatest and and allah is the most fair and the most just so you know he he's obviously created everything that he you know everything the way that he has for a reason and i'm just these are things i've thought about and i've and i've I've really been curious about you know right
1: right? And you know what I think is so interesting because you thought about like you know where our souls are uh, in a previous dimension before we we're born, right? And I don't know when I was a little girl, my mom told me that before you're born, you kind of end up signing a contract with the law, like a like a figurative contract, right and you know you're sh- shown the world and how people are behaving and people and you know Allah asks you do you want to go down there and you know exist in this dimension basically and want do you want to go and be born and 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 she said you know the reason you're here is because you agreed to this just to make me feel guilty and I was like why would I agree to this this life is so hard right. yeah <laughs> like, why yeah. but anyway I've heard that as well yeah. um And I was like, if I was already in heaven or wherever I was like why why did i decide to come down here but i don't know but you know what i like Um, about
0: that i like about i like the concept of like nothing was forced on us right because some people Mm -hmm. say like oh i didn't choose this life you know what blah 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 right but it's like actually if that's all true then we did choose this life and nothing was allah didn't force us to do anything the same way that allah warned adam and he said do not eat from that apple but adam made that choice and as you know as a result of you know the the consequences for his actions he was then removed out of heaven so it's like nobody was forced to do anything you know what i mean and i like that because that's not an argument that you can have with allah on that day you can't say like hey listen i did not ask to come down and he's gonna be like oh hey really really like uh actually you did (laughs) you know to
1: me what's interesting is is like you know when we're up there do we just think like okay we see all these other people effing up in the world do we just think to ourselves, "Oh no, I know I can do better. Let me let me go down there and prove myself"? Is that what's like the psyche? Like, <laughs> is that what's happening?
0: Well, because we because at that point we've, I think it's that we've seen because remember that um the prophet said that on the day of judgment, so all, the people will be asked to follow who they believed Mm -hmm. in right if people followed like deities or idols or whatever it's like they go in their bunches and they follow these people and they'll fall into hellfire right and then you've got the people who are still waiting and Allah asks to them like what are you waiting for and and they'll say oh, well, we, you know, you told us to follow those that we, um, you know, believed in, and we're still waiting for our, uh, you know, our Allah to come. And he, and he'll say, like, okay, you know, uh, uh, he'll show himself to the people, right? And then somebody will ask, i don't maybe i'm getting the details wrong so like don't quote me on this but it's something along the lines of basically like somebody will ask like how how is how is what is the proof that this is our lord right and then uh i think the prophet or somebody will say uh, uh his shin right and then he uncovers his shin and then everybody that's standing in front of allah will bow right except for those who you know basically just prayed and stuff for like um, you know, for status or whatever, they won't be able to bow, but, um, then everybody will bow. So that's an interesting concept as well, because it's like, mm-hmm. I reading that and, and hearing that, I always thought to myself, well, how, how I've never seen a shin, So how am I going to know? Right. But at the end of the day, maybe in that previous world, we did see it.
1: What if it's just a metaphor? Cause here's the thing. Human beings have shins. Not every animal has shins. So what if it's just a metaphor? No, no,
0: I I agree with you. I don't really know, but that was the tra- like that's the kind of the translation. So basically, the point is is that some part of Allah will be revealed to us that we can recognize. That's like the point.
1: There's this psychologist. I think his name is Doctor. Whittier. He says um, there's a part of our subconscious that remembers being in the womb, and remembers being born. And it's subconscious. You don't realize that you remember it. But it kind of fades out of your subconscious completely after a certain age. But maybe you remember it up until age two or three. Right. And.
0: That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. But it's
1: like your surface level thoughts can't pinpoint what that is. But your subconscious. Yeah, because you're too young, right? You're too young. Yeah. But it's like uh, he was like, think of it this way there's a subconscious level of you that remembers complete blackness and darkness, which is you being in the womb because it's pitch black in there. And then all of a sudden you're traumatized and you're born because being born is a very traumatic experience for a baby and your subconsciousness always remembers trauma. It doesn't forget it immediately. It'll linger there for a while. And eventually it's possible for trauma to dissipate from your subconsciousness completely but it doesn't, like, you don't just experience trauma and don't remember it the next day. That's not what happens.
0: Right. right. Right.
1: So that's why he makes the case
0: that... That's why the babies, when they come out, they always look so pissed off. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: so, um, so in a way, like, your brain is hardwired to remember this type of trauma, being born. And uh, what life was like before being born is associated with that. And... It basically says, like, and there's a part of you when you're very young, because he interviewed a lot of children, right, when they were very little. And he kind of, like, the way he questioned them, he was able to kind of extract their subconscious out of them. And the Mm -hmm. children, like, describe things like, I remember a time in which my tongue was placed perfectly in my mouth and within, like, the frame of my jaw and my teeth. Or, like, they don't have teeth yet, but, like, where their teeth would have been, right? And then... Mm -hmm. They saw uh, like they saw light, and then after that, and but mind you, none of these children know what being born is. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they saw light, and they remember that they could never position their tongue in their mouth
0: perfectly back to the same place. What is that? Oh, oh you mean like after being born?
1: Like physically, yeah. After they were born, because you know when you're born, you're you're born crying. So it's like you moved your mouth. Your tongue is usually very stationary. You don't move your mouth too much when you're in the womb. That's
0: interesting. That's fascinating.
1: That's really fascinating where I think up until the age of 2 or 3 our subconscious remembers that type of trauma.
0: I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I never really thought about that. I always thought that it's just something that like you know, if it's a passing from one you know, one I guess place to another, right? Cuz I said that there's five places that the soul goes to. And and the womb is one of them. So I just kind of assumed that Mm -hmm. while you're in the womb, you like that's just something that, you know, you're there and then when you come out you're you know, it's like a new you've now started something new, so you wouldn't remember. I have no idea. I mean, that's really fascinating If, if 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 it's possible to remember I mean obviously as adults we don't remember that thank god (laughs) but 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 that
1: that goes for adults too right when we experience certain traumas in our childhood we don't remember them but they influence our uh, behavior when we're adults right so I think it's kind of similar to that these children when they're two and three they don't remember this trauma but their subconscious part of their brain remembers it
0: well it just depends on how it was done right because if it was done by like a hypnotist because i've heard people who have been hypnotized and like while they were in their hypnosis state they gave like an entire story of like um uh their you know past life and then like the hypnotist can say like oh well in your past life this is how you died um, or something, right? You know what I mean? Because of the things that they've talked about. But obviously, as Muslims, we know that um, reincarnation does not exist, right? And we know that it's we did not live in a previous uh, life um, on this earth, right? And so... So I mean, these these when you talk about things like that, it's like uh, okay, it gets a little questionable. Like I mean, if he's you know if he's a hypnotist and he's you know uh, dealing with these children, and where where is he getting this information? I don't fucking know, right? The same way as where do those hypnotists get these information from? These people saying like, oh, in your previous life you were this.
1: Oh, he he didn't get this information. He just probed these children. He's a very skilled psychologist. He's a ch- child psychologist, so he just probed them to the degree. In which he just asked the right questions and really got into their heads. And he was able to get this out of several children. And they all had a very similar answer. All the children said something about a tongue being, you know, having to do with their tongues. So when several children are saying that to you, then you think to yourself, okay, this must be legitimate. I wonder
0: what the tongue represents. Like what, what, is, what was so important about our tongue, like when we were being, uh, when we were in the womb, you know? It's interesting because it's like the tongue is one of our most powerful weapons, right? Like you can kill someone with words, right? And you can, you know, you can really destroy Mm -hmm. a person based on, you know, the prophet said you protect. It's like, I can't remember. You need to protect what's between your lips and you need to protect what's between your legs basically, right? So um, uh, for obviously different Mm -hmm. reasons, but that's that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. I've never personally heard this before, so this is news to me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i think it would be news to a lot of people but hey these are some very interesting concepts and i wonder when we talk about you know what our souls are like in this other dimension or this other string part of string theory um what was it like what was the incentive we had for coming down on earth is what i'm like th- those are the, some of the questions that i have Like, what did I agree to, you know?
0: I I mean, that's a good question. But at the end of the day, it's like if there was a part of Allah that we... It's like the angels, right? Because the angels, they know, they see Allah, they know Allah, that, you know, they're worshiping him constantly, right? So it's like for them, they have no question or, or not a single doubt in their mind that he exists, right? So if we were souls in this, you know, I don't know, dimension, whatever place that we were at, um, and, and obviously I'm assuming there was a part of Allah that we could see, right, and, uh, because, because of what I explained earlier, right, so, so let's say there was a part of Allah that we were able to see, and we, you know, maybe we were even com- able to communicate with him regularly, right, we, we, we saw each other's souls, and again, we were looking down on the earth, and we were seeing these people making these mistakes, right, so, so, I mean, it, 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 it's not because at that time, think about it. You're you don't understand what these people are going through, right? Like that's, it's like anything else. You watch somebody go through something, but you don't understand it until you've actually gone through it. Because we don't
1: have emotions. Yourself,
0: in that state. exactly. So, well, I don't know. You probably we probably do have emotions, but it's very it's probably just the whole thing is very different, right? So, but are we
1: genderless when we're
0: out there? I don't know, but like, I like I said, you know? genderless. Yeah, I I think i think so i i think i've heard a a couple of sheikhs saying that like the soul is something totally different it's not like us but but we do know that when we're raised up again we're returned to the body right like when we're raised up on the day of judgment we look the way that we look now so, yeah, I mean, I guess when you're in that state and, you know, you're seeing these things, you know, maybe you're just you're very willing to be like, oh, that's easy breezy. Like, this will be a piece of cake. Like, let me go down and prove myself to you. Right. And, and in reality, we come down and we're, you know, obviously we didn't know that our complete mind would be wiped. Right. Like we have no memory of any of this stuff right, you know, we didn't know that, you know, uh, obviously, you know, dealing with, you know, emotions, depression, you know, people, uh, people in general, dealing with, uh, you know, people who who treat us badly, dealing with, you know, people who are born in third world countries, they don't have food, they don't have water, they don't, you know, so it's like, we, we saw it from afar and, you know, it's like, it's the same concept of like, oh, you know, somebody who wants to is a horrible example but i'll just give this example it's like somebody who doesn't have children right they're like oh yeah like that'll be easy right but then you realize like you don't realize it's not that it's like so hard or anything but you don't realize what it's what the implications are until you actually have your own children you're like oh wow like you know now i have to take full you know there's so many things associated with this experience that i wasn't mentally or physically prepared for right and so it's the same concept it's like you saw it from a distance and you're like oh that's easy but then when it's when you're actually going through it that you're just like oh my god like i had no idea that this came with all these other things right
1: That's really interesting. And you know, that makes me think of going back to like string theory in terms of like time being bent and stuff. Because we know this is true. Like the closer you go to a black hole, um, time is bent around a black hole. So any planets that are near a black hole, but just far enough away not to get sucked in, um, time for them is different than it would be on Earth. So um, there's this twin, this is called twin theory, not string theory, two different things. Suppose you had two twins on Earth. This is what astrophysicists theorize. You had two twins on Earth, right? Identical twins. Let's say they're named all like Martha and Helga. And we live in the future in which we have enough advanced technology to spend, uh, send someone out into space pretty far enough, right? So space is pretty bent, like through and through. It's bent, right? Um, it's twisted and you know, it's contorted in different directions like spaces. We can't see it It looks like it looks very, uh, you know, spatially linear to us Or like like 3d linear. I don't know how to, multivariate calculus figure it out anyways So the point is it looks cl- nice and clean to us, right? But really it's actually very bent and contorted and if you were to say let's say Helga stays on Earth and Martha goes into space, right? And these twins are the same age. Helga goes off into space at the age of 20. Right? And she's in a spaceship that travels at like 50 million light years per hour. Right? And, um, and then she makes the trip and she makes it to her destination to whatever planet she was reaching for. Um, and then she comes back. Right? Right? She comes back to Earth, and it took her, according to Earth time, it took her maybe uh, 10 years to come back. So, according to Earth time, Martha and Helga are both 30 years old, right? But Martha is still going to look very young. No, Helga, the one who went off into space, is going to look young. Uh, She's going to
0: still look 20-ish. And Helga's gonna look thirty, and then and then Helga's gonna be like, "Dude, give me some of that space juice to give me, you know, get rid of my wrinkling." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
1: So that's like that's Twin Theory, right? Because now when Helga went off into space, she was in uh she was in an area of space in which time was bent and contorted, right? Because the further you go out, the more time becomes compressed. Like if you, you know, what is it called? That musical machine that you compress? Um, oh, what is it called? You know, you've seen it where they like... An accordion? An accordion, yeah. The more you go out into space, time becomes stretched out because, right, that's what it is. It becomes more stretched out, so time is slower for you, right? So for on Earth time, it probably, you know, maybe like... 10 years passed by for Martha, but for Helga, it was probably just two years. Yeah,
0: exactly. But that's interesting because it's like when you think about like the, you know, Shahids that are up in space, up in space, up in uh, the heavens, right? Because uh, there's also that concept of like, yeah, kind of going out, right, and even if the, even if, you know, the dimension is overlaid, it's like, we know that heaven is in the, there, there's a part of heaven that's up, right, we know this, right, because, because the, the Quran talks about how, um, how the, the jins used to come up, Right, to steal a listen, but they the stars were used not just for um, direction, but also as like um, weapons, right, against the jinn for them not to be able to like listen to like what's happening in the heavens or whatever. So we know, and that obviously the stars are far away, so we know that um, they if they were traveling up, then a part of the heavens is up, right? So, so now when you think about like the people who are in currently in the heavens, right, we know that there are people, even though you know. I would probably say the majority of people are like waiting in their graves or in this kind of limbo place, right? Um, There are the people who are already in the heavens, right? Probably all the prophets and the Shaheeds and the companions and this and that, right? So um, think about, you know, for them, think about how long it is for them to wait like oh man I'm waiting I'm waiting for my family members to like die and come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, I'm sure that that's not their first concern by any means. Like they're enjoying themselves up there with their palaces and everything, but like it's just a funny concept, right? Cuz it's like for us like, you know, it's only it's been a year and for them it's been, you know, who knows how long.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good uh good idea. Who knows? Maybe up in heaven they're don't they say time just flies in
0: heaven like it feels faster i don't know i d- i think it feels more no it feels slower or is it slower i think it feels slower because like oh, think about it for them okay. it's like they're enjoying themselves and everything which you would think oh it it makes it seem like it's going faster right but but in i think in reality i think the time because as you go out you said the time is stretched right So actually for them, the time would be, Mm -hmm. it would feel slower. Not, I'm not saying that it is obviously the same amount of time has passed, but it's like our perception of time is not the same perception of time that they Mm -hmm. have. Right.
1: Yeah. No, that's a really good way of looking at it because they say that, first of all, when you're in heaven, you're having such a good time. You're probably not even aware of the time. Right. So (laughs) if time even feels longer... But don't they say your perception of what earth is from the vantage point of being in heaven is that it's going to feel very short? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you die, you're going to feel like your whole life, like what is it? Is it a hadith or is it in the Quran where it says you'll feel like your whole life was like, half of a day actually
0: no it's in the quran it's in the quran it talks about that yeah it's like they'll say oh we stayed on there for a day or half of a day
1: no i guess you're right you're right that makes sense because when the days are when time is so stretched out i guess your life in comparison to a time that is so stretched out may feel like half of a day exactly so okay, that makes sense. I see. What you're... Yeah, this is
0: a fascinating concept. I, I I like talking about stuff like this. I think it's fascinating, and it's it's things that I think you know. I think you know some people think about, but I think um, you know, like like we mentioned in the beginning, it's like a lot of people maybe they think that like oh you know science and this is not they're they're not um... married at the hip exactly, and so. But I think that I think that very much so they are to some extent. I just think that for the things that like we can't prove yet, it's just a matter of time before they can um, be proven, or maybe they're not meant to be proven, right Like maybe our world war- will end before like science gets to the point where it can prove um, I don't know, uh, you know some of this like you know wild quantum physics stuff. I, I have well, no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's there actually I want to bring this up now that you bring that up last thing before we close off because you can't uh, prove string theory without the Hadron Collider, which basically it the Hadron Collider is like the largest and highest energy particle collider and largest machine period in the world. It's like miles upon miles long. And basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to prove the existence of this cork inside of a neutron that I was talking about earlier, right? Right. Um, so,
0: where is this?
1: This is in. Uh, I think it's somewhere in Europe. Actually, it's in Switzerland. I knew, it's on the border this of Switzerland the, and France. This is the hadron collider the, in Geneva.
0: No, there's a there's a there's a name for it. I've heard about this. There's a specific name for it. They have like a Buddhist uh, symbol outside of their headquarters. See,
1: well, I, I know this is what I know about that. I remember learning about it in physics when I was in ha- a high school, the Hadron Collider. So, you know, the hydrogen molecule is the molecule on the periodic table that has one proton, right? That makes things easier. Every element has like two or three or whatever. You don't want to deal with that, with that mess, right? You want to get something smaller than a proton. Right, because all we know for sure the existence of is protons, electrons, and neutrons. We don't know a fundamental particle smaller than that. We know they may exist, we kind of have slight evidence for them, but we don't know it definitively, right? Um, So we theorize there's other particles that exist like a graviton. Basically, in theories of quantum gravity, the graviton is the hypothetical quantum of gravity an elementary particle then mediates the force of gravity. So, like, basically, this explains gravity between particles, right? Like, what is gravity? It's different from magnetism, right? This energy that pulls things together. So, they think all matter has a something called a graviton as well, which is we. Uh, so, besides the string theory quark, they're also trying to prove the graviton, the existence of a graviton as well. So, basically, what the hadron collider does is it takes. Um, the protons of the hydrogen molecule and it puts it in this giant tunnel that spans like miles upon miles long and it's trying to get two um protons to clash into each other right and they're trying to photograph it they they haven't been successful yet but they've been pretty close because it happens so fast and it, this burst of energy that it's hard to photograph the moment in which it happens right because these protons are traveling at like a million zillion miles per hour, right? And once they crash, you will see the outburst of the tinier particles in within them, right? Whether it's a graviton or a string filament or what have you, right? So that's basically what the, the Large Hadron Collider is trying to do. Because it will not only prove string theory, but it will prove several theories that astrophysicists have um theorized
0: no isn't aren't they also pushing the concept of they're they're pushing they're also trying to like build um portals right into other dimensions in in that that specific place you're talking about in the, Europe, I...
1: the same hadron collider can also they believe be the pathway in building a black hole
0: right so. that's interesting
1: look into it it's called the large hadron collider Um, it was built by the European Organization for Nuclear Research, otherwise known as CERN.
0: Yes, CERN, that's the one. They've got a big, it's like, you know, one of those things with all the arms. Are
1: you talking about Shiva? Like, Shiva's a Hindu god with like 10 arms or something. I don't
0: know, but if you Google it, um, you'll see the, the picture. It's basically like right outside their entrance doors. It's like a huge one. Which I find a bit strange, but...
1: But yeah, Google the picture of the Hadron Collider and it pretty much, like, it's bigger than the entire city of Geneva. Yeah, so, interesting. Like, it goes around several cities, yeah. So, I think that's what's
0: really interesting. So, it's fascinating. The whole thing is just fascinating.
1: Pretty much. And I think the more we... I mean, of course we can't prove it. We'll never have the technology to prove something this abstract, The hadron collider some the thing that is probably the closest thing to it to proving string theory but i think it could answer so many questions about islam in my opinion
0: right no i completely agree with you it's it's fascinating and we'll see i mean technology's advancing at such a fast pace that you know, it's like in 10 years from now, the world, the world will exactly. be so different. So,
1: do I, do you have any words of wisdom for this
0: episode? No, I don't. This was like a learning episode for me, too. I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think something that's important is to just like ask questions, right? Like, I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, these are questions that, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe a lot of people do think of these things, right? And,
1: I mean, I think about it all the time, you know? I mean, we're not scientists. Well, actually, no, I'm a scientist, but. I'm not a f- an astrophysicist. Right. So but I think I think it's fun to think about them right. because the mental gymnastics that people play, I just feel like it's fun to just sit there and theorize all of these things because it's just so fascinating.
0: And you can have questions about this stuff, like, in a healthy way, you know, there's just because you're questioning these things doesn't mean that, like, you know, you're, you're necessarily confused about your religion or anything like that, you know, it's just, I mean, Allah talks about the importance of, um, seeking knowledge right and even the prophets were constantly seeking knowledge they were constantly you know people were coming to them seeking knowledge right the first uh first words of the quran that were revealed to the prophet in the in the cave was you know read mm-hmm. right so Ikar. it's like this is an enticing us to um you know seek knowledge and read and, and ask questions and you know i think it's important i think it's healthy yeah totally
1: um i definitely think it's healthy yeah i totally agree. Well, with that, I guess we'll close out. Thank you all for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking about the metabolism science and the biochemistry behind fasting in terms of Ramadan, a tradition in which Muslims all around the world partake in. Thank you for joining us. And we can't wait for you guys to hear uh, the rest of our episodes for this season.
0: And we want to wish everyone a happy Ramadan, uh, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan and, Kareem. yes, have have you know fun with your families and make sure you're engaging in duas and prayers and you know may Allah give you all a happy, successful Ramadan with full of blessings and 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 love and forgiveness. Amin. Amin.
1: alaikum.
0: Waalaikumsalam.